In this episode of Josh Reads Other People's Published Poetry, I'm going to read In Search of a Hero by Charles Bukowski from his collection of poems, Sifting Through the Madness for the Word, the Line, the Way. In Search of a Hero As far as literature is concerned, for a while it was Hemingway. Then I noticed that his writing was imitating itself. He was not really writing anymore. As far as sex is concerned, I began quite late, and being fully rested, I gave it a roaring start, learning more from each woman and applying it all in its fulsome aspects to the next, awakening in strange bed after strange bed, and then back in some old beds, looking out the window in the morning to check on my car parked outside, and remembering that there was another woman for later that day, and maybe even another one that night. Dinners, lunches, walks in the park, walks by the sea, Sometimes, unexpectedly, a brother, a son, an ex-husband, and once, a current husband. I knew of nobody with as many girlfriends as I had who was drinking as hard at the same time. I was penniless and stupid, and almost without reason. I'd return now and then to my tiny dirty room to find wild notes under my door and in the mailbox from anxious females. I had no time to respond, and some then became enraged trashing my automobile, breaking to my room, destroying everything in sight. Female hurricanes from hell. And the phone rang without pause throughout all this carnage, curses, wails, hang-ups, callbacks, threats of love, threats of death, and if I took the phone off the hook for a bit, soon the sound of a racing motor, the screeching of brakes, and then a rock throwing through the window. Three times there was an attempted murder, despite the fact that I was old and ugly. Worse than poor, often without even toilet paper in the bathroom. But somehow, in my demented state, I became my own hero. I'd go into black bars, I'd go into biker bars, I'd go drunk into Mexican bars, I'd go anywhere. I'd spit into the eye of God and even into the face of the devil. Then I'd wake up somewhere, with someone new, and the sun would be shining as if for me alone. I bought the cheapest junk cars off the lots and drove them to Caliente to Mexico, the woman saying, Jesus, you're driving that thing like a maniac. I'd squander my meager dollars at the racetrack with bravado as if the gods were on my side. It all ended someplace, somewhere, in a small room in downtown LA. I was there with this beautiful girl with long hair, so young, such a fine body, such long, long hair. It was almost all too much. I think it began in a bar downstairs, or around the corner, and it was arranged that I was to have sex with this child of unbelievable beauty. But there was also a large, heavy Mexican woman there, even uglier than I, and I turned to her and I said, you can leave the room now. I stay, she said, I make sure you know her, her. Christ, she was ugly. The cheap flowers on the wallpaper bloomed and blossomed at me. I wanted the obvious to be obvious. I looked at the ugly woman. I don't want her, I heard myself say. I want you. Huh? I'm going to fuck you. I rushed at her, noticing at the same time that the beautiful girl on the bed was not moving, was not interested, was not saying anything. The big woman was stronger than I. She fought me off. It was a battle. I reached for her breast. I tried to kiss her wretched mouth, but she was full of refried beans and good old-fashioned strength. We banged against the dresser, spun around. She shoved me away. 
I crashed against the wall, she rushed to me, and swung a heavy arm at the end of which was attached a metal claw I had not noticed. No hand, just this gleaming metallic dangerous claw. I ducked under the claw and she swung again. I leaped aside and ran to the door to find it shut tight. I ducked under the swinging claw once, swinging claw once more. You have no idea how it glinted, glinted in the cheap light that illuminated that heartless room. I flung open the door and ran down the stairway, and she chased me down, and I ran out onto the street. I ran, and I ran, and when I looked around, she was gone. And then, luckily for me, unlike so many other nights, elsewhere and everywhere, I remembered exactly where I had parked my car. The albatross is a fake. The universe is a shoe. There are no heroes. There is only a mouse in the corner blinking its eyes. There is only a corner with a blinking mouse. Two toads embrace what's left of the sun as the monkey manages a tired smile. Thank you. And on to the commentary for In Search of a Hero. Um, I don't know. I was going to say this is a, you know, Bukowski may not be a good poet. Certainly not a great poet. Definitely not a great poet. But he tells an interesting story. Um, I don't think In Search of a Hero is an interesting story. I just read it because it's fun to read. It has this kind of comedy, that kind of black you know, humor, black comedy. Um, morbid comedy, maybe a better phrase. Um, I'm going to go for morbid comedy. And there's that kind of, there's a certain rhythm to this poem as well when you read it a few times out loud and especially when you read it out loud you kind of do appreciate the alliteration and the assonance and the kind of how each line not each line but some lines do actually bounce along it and keep you moving um Bukowski was a crass man by all accounts and by a lot of accounts he was a terrible human being so I don't I don't endorse any of this behavior I don't think it's funny I don't think it's cool um it's just a poem, you know, and if you're offended by the poem, that's totally fair enough. The man was offensive by all accounts. He's, a lot of his writing is offensive. Uh, why did I read it? Because it was just fun to read. Um, that's an excuse. It's not a reason. This podcast is called Reading Other People's Published Poetry. And for some reason, Bukowski has, like, 13 or 14 volumes of poetry published um, and according to an article earlier this year they found like another four books worth of poetry and they're threatening to publish those as well so the man was nothing if not prolific um, he almost wrote as much poetry as he drank and womanized so there's that I guess eh who knows let's leave the moralizing and the philosophizing to other people I hope you just enjoyed listening to this poem Thank you for your time as ever.